Hello everyone and welcome to Fusion Sports. I am your host Azaria Manning and we have a lot of great things to discuss on this week's episode. First things first, we want to get into what's trending with Fusion. So on this segment, we'll be discussing all the amazing ladies, um, lady athletes that are killing the game, no matter the industry or sports uh, realm that they're in. Now, the biggest news of this week that has made history is the one and only Allison Felix. She is officially the only athlete in history with 12 gold medals at the World Championship. What's so amazing about this is she actually surpassed the fastest man in the world, Usain Bolt, with this amazing, amazing accomplishment. Not only is this amazing for her, but this is also her first title as being a new mom. So congratulations, Allison, on this amazing, amazing uh, achievement in your life. And we're so excited to see what else you bring during your new career. Now, also, Venus Williams and Naomi Osaka are doing well and exceeded to the second round of the China Open. So... Venus had a great run, and unfortunately, um, she actually lost um, two days ago. So we still are rooting for Naomi Osaka as she is in China um, going for her title. Also, the U.S. women's soccer um, team, women's soccer team, is looking for um, equal pay and has been fighting for it since uh, their, um, na- their national title um, in the summer. So what's been going on with that is there's still a lot of discrepancy around it because of the success that these um, soccer players have had um, since their title. And there are a lot of things going on because of their endorsement deals and a lot of iffy things that are kind of going on that people are rebutting against for the equal pay. Now, things are still not certain and it's still under investigation and it's still on trial to fight for this. But we at Fusion all know that we want to see these women with equal pay as they have shown the right to equal pay, not only with winning the championship, but also the hard work and the commitment that they have done. So we hope to see that um, solved very, very soon. Also, Shirley, Shelly Ann Fraser price wins gold um, at the World Championship as well. And she is also a mom, a new mom at that. So it was really exciting to see her win and in Qatar and actually have her son they're by her side once she received that gold medal, which is also amazing. Also, at the World Championship, women are just killing it. Australian Australian Kelsey Lee Barber was the first to win the World Javelin title for her country. That's amazing news. Not only is she the first at all, she's the, the first and she's a woman. So she's already trailblazing and creating this as another dynamic for women in Australia in this um in this sports realm. So congratulations to you. That is amazing. We also want to talk about Jonquel Jones, who has made history in the WNBA Finals with 32 points and 18 rebounds in Game 2. Now, we're going to get a little bit more into the WNBA, so I don't want to talk too much about it. But it's a lot of great things coming out of the WNBA, especially during the WNBA Finals right now. Also, someone else from the WNBA who's killing the game is Natasha Cloud. She has just um, decided that she's going to be the face and fighting for gun reform in Washington. She's always felt the need to be a voice, especially with being a minority. She felt that she wanted to use her platform with the Washington Mystics to do something that uh, will help change this, uh, to help change the city and to really help bring awareness to something that is important and, imposit- and, and positive. Um, Also, something that we need to discuss is what's in the future for women's hockey. 
I personally do not know too much about women's hockey, but I'm deciding to educate myself a little bit more and bring on more topics and issues that are being faced within uh, prof professional sports hockey teams with women. So that's really important. Also, um, we, we need to get into the sexual misconduct in the sports industry, especially with everything that has been going on with Antonio Brown's case. He's in investigation with NFL and with a lot of things going on with him and women coming out about his sexual misconduct towards them. Um, it's just proven that it, it needs to be discussed and to have something that's huge in the public eye is only showing what people, men, feel like they can get away with um, when they feel like they have power. And this exceeds within any women's sports teams or women in general. No matter if you're an athlete, there's still women athletes who are still dealing with these sexual misconducts, just like Simone Biles, who had many um, sexual misconduct things happen to her with her um, with, her, with the doctor and the things of that nature. So what really needs to be discussed is what can we as women do or what can men do to help change this dynamic for women in society, period. Not just within sports, just in general. Because if we have people like Antonio Brown, who are at the forefront of media, being able to get away with this, this will only think this will only allow men to think that they can get away with it in everyday life, which is not acceptable. So we want to get more into Antonio's Brown case as it continues to go through um, through the media. But make sure you guys uh, stay tuned. When we get back, we'll be getting more into what's hot on Fusion and what's hot on the block. Thank you. Welcome back to Fusion Sports. Now, this episode is going to be a little bit different. It's going to be more a special, if you want to call it. As the WNBA season comes to an end, we experience the final stretch towards the 2019 national title. Fusion Sports just wants to celebrate the amazingness of what these ladies have done this season. So we're just going to be discussing and honoring the 2019 season and the top players that have really shook in the WNBA. Now, what's hot on the block? Of course, right now we are in the WNBA Finals, and right now it's tied one and one. Um, Washington Mystics with one, and the Connecticut Sun with one. So they're tied right now. It's hot. Both teams are still in it, excited, and are in it to win it. At this point, right now, it's anyone's game. We kind of want to know what you guys think and who you think is going to take it. In my opinion, if I had to choose, I think I'm going to be leaning towards... Connecticut right now they just got it in them they're hungry the energy and what I think is so important in the finals is that you have the energy to win everyone's got the skill set what's going to set you apart it's that energy that hungriness and wanting the title um, so that's really exciting um, I can't wait to see game three and who's going to take it I mean this is what we love to see with the WNBA we always get a great game and this is why we need to see more people tuning in and really seeing this athleticism and this teamwork and this drive for greatness is because the ladies of the WNBA, especially in the finals, exceed that and do whatever they can to bring a title home. Now, also, New Orleans Pelicans announced the team has added um, Odigs and Teresa Weatherspoon to the coaching staff. This is amazing. They're both females added to the uh, and they're going to be extensions of the head coach of the Pelicans as um, a part of the coaching staff. Again, they're the they're the I guess you could say the this the next two ladies behind, uh, reigning behind Kara Lawson who are killing the game. As you know, she is the uh, coach for uh, 
the Boston Celtics. So we're starting to see that female domination in the in the NBA, which I think is very important as women bring a different perspective and a different mindset when it comes to coaching. And I feel like it'd be really important to have more ladies within the NBA and the coaching staff. So um, congratulations to them, and I'm excited to see what they're going to do. Now, we also want to talk about Team USA and the road to their medal. So right now, the women's uh, USA basketball team is killing it right now. They've been the past two games, they have uh, had great victories, and they're still on the road. So what we want to see is we want to see more people supporting these ladies as they're killing it. What else can you say? Why not? When, they're, when they are representing our country in a positive light and really showing that athleticism, it's really important that we as viewers, we as um, supporters, and people who love the game are actually going and tuning in to watch it because it only helps bring the revenue more to these players, to this, um, to this industry, and just to the, to the world of basketball in general. Also, we want to get into another amazing lady who's killing the game, Minnesota's head coach, Cheryl Reeve, was named WNBA Basketball Executive of the Year. She was um, enlisted with this title, and she has um, spoken through her um, social media to give her gratitude for winning the title, as she has done so much also as a general manager for, uh, for the Minnesota Lynx. She's killing the game, so we just want to give a shout-out to her, as she has been proven to be a true um, pioneer for women's basketball, um, even on and off the court, and just to see what she has done behind the scenes to help the, the WNBA become as strong as it is today. Now, we also want to get into New York Liberty with the top pick of the 2020 WNBA draft. Now, I feel like that is awesome for them. New York Liberty has a great standing behind them and uh, great supporters, and with this um, draft, they're going to have so many people excited to see who they get. We also want to see who do you guys think we're going to be the top prospects for the 2020 draft. That's really important. We've, we're starting to come into a different world of WNBA as these ladies are coming in stronger, more aggressive, and more excited to do things on and off the court. So who do you think that's right now that is in, uh, in college or at universities who are killing the game that you want to see in the top uh, 2020 draft? Now, that's all we have for What's Hot on the Blog, but make sure you guys stay tuned when we get right back after this break. And welcome back to Fusion Sports. We're going to be getting in Ladies Who Run the Game. Ladies are in the WNBA are definitely killing it, so we wanted to highlight some of the most notable girls who are doing something a little bit different when it comes to being on the court. Now, Elena Deladon uh, wins the wins her second title for most for most valuable player in the 2019 season. This is her second time receiving this award, and most definitely does she deserve it. She is a beast. She continues to kill it on and off the court. Her averages, along with her just overall energy and, and effort on the court, has not gone unnoticed, and she definitely deserved that title. We also want to get into Leilani Mitchell. She was uh, noted as 2019's Most Improved Player. Now, I feel like this is one of the awards that we sometimes don't really highlight because it may seem like they're not maybe on their game as they should be, but we have to remember with being in the WNBA, it's no game, it's no joke. And we have to sometimes realize we have to 
athletes, female athletes sometimes have to sit back and really realize what can I do to help my team? What can I do to improve my game? And what am I doing that may not be helping me be the best that I can be? So with Leilani getting this award, it has definitely shown that she has put in the work and effort to do what is right for being the most improved player of the season. Now, also, Derrica Hamby was named Sixth Woman of the Year. This is also another great title that I feel like every WNBA player should want to get. It's it shows that you're you're all you're a beast all around the court. You've done what you had to do for your team, doing what you had to do with within scoring, within defending, and I just feel like that's an amazing title. Now, Lisa Leslie is now um, decide is now going to be inducted into the U.S. Olympic and Paralympic Hall of Fame. What doesn't Lisa Leslie do? Is she is an Olympian, a, a title holder. She is just a beast all around and continues to set the bar for WNBA players and have something for them to strive for and just continues to be a trailblazer. So congratulations on such a great honor, Lisa. Now we want to get back into Elena Del. Deladon, and she leads the WNBA with the most popular jersey for the third consecutive season. That is a great accomplishment, and it just shows her impact on viewers, on supporters, and on young women who love the game of basketball. It proves that young girls are out there buying her jerseys, wanting to be like her, wanting to play like her, and wanting to follow in her footsteps. Um, as a player and as a woman. So that is an amazing, amazing accomplishment and she just continues continues to kill the game. When we get back, we're gonna be discussing a little bit more and seeing what ladies are making a difference um, off the court right after this. We'll be back. Now on Fusion, you know we cannot go without celebrating and honoring women who are making a difference off the court. Now, this is near and dear to Fusion Sports, and we always make want to make sure that we are highlighting the philanthropy and um, things that women are doing that are really helping the community and allowing women all, all over the world to see the importance of giving back and what giving back can do for society and a change in the culture. Now, the first on our list is no one new to uh, Fusion Sports, as we've been discussing her this entire night. Elena Deladon has a children's book series that is doing absolutely amazing, and the, the feedback for it has been great. Young girls all over the world are tuned in and are reading it and are just curious to see what else she's going to bring to the table. She also is the global ambassador for Special Olympics and she also has the Deladon Skills Academy Camp which gives back to young girls in, um, in the building years of their of sports and in basketball um, as they find their passions through uh, skills in basketball. So also Brianna Stewart is a partner with Rain. Um, that's kind of the the overall acronym for it, R-A-I-N-N, -N, National Sexual Assault Hotline. So she has partnered with them and has been a global ambassador, as you can say, bringing awareness to sexual assault as it is still very important in women, in the women's industry within the WNBA and just all over, like we kind of talked about earlier with Antonio Brown. And I feel like more women should be partnering with um, sexual assault sexual assault organizations as well as hotlines to really help bring awareness to this issue because it is very important to women 
all around the world. Also, Tina Charles, she has a hope, it is, she has her own foundation and it is called Hopi's Heart Foundation and it is about the awareness of sudden cardiac arrest. Now this organization is near and dear to her heart as she had lost her aunt to a uh, tragic and sudden uh, cardiac arrest. Um, so she decided to make this foundation and help bring awareness to it because it's actually can happen to anyone at any age, any time. And it is important that you every she wants to make sure that everyone is going to get regulations within their heart and really realizing that it is important that you do this at a young age to make sure that you don't have any implications or any issues with your heart early to um, help stop this sudden tragic death that can occur to anyone. So I feel like it is a very different and important um, organization that needs to be put out there. And those are the top women that have really sparked conversation when it comes to making a difference off the court. We have so many women that we would love to see what else they're doing and we would love to highlight them. So if you guys know of any, make sure to hit us on Instagram, Twitter, and let us know who else is making a difference off the court. This is one of the, our most important segments and will always be on our show. So let's see what uh, you guys uh, bring to us. When we get back, we'll be coming back with a special guest. So make sure you guys stay tuned. Fusion Sports. I let you guys know that I had a special guest coming, and if you are a CWN Network supporter and you tuned in with us all the time, you know who this guy is right here. And if you don't, uh, this is Coach Drew from Ball Court. Hey, how's it going? Good. Thank you. Welcome. Yes. Welcome. This is your first time on the show. Yes, I'm glad that you have me. I've, I've been saying that for the whole time. When am I going to be on your show? Right. And of course, I had to bring you in when we had a special only on WNBA. It's no better than to have you here. Thank you, thank yeah, you. If you don't know, he is a coach, and he is a coach of a... All-girls team. Yep. It's a, actually mostly girls team now, because now we're expanding it, because they've seen the things that we've been doing with mm -hmm. the girls, and a lot of their little brothers and friends, they now want to join a part of it, so... Mm -hmm. We've recently just added a boys team, nice. like a younger boys team. Okay. But right now we are still mainly all girls. And also let them know that your team is undefeated. This is an undefeated all girls team. Yes. Right? Okay. Yes. Anybody in the Vegas Valley, please come at us. Oh. <laughs> right. Now, you'll know if you're familiar with Ball Court that he has his own segment, Let's Kick It. And there was no better way to bring him on than to discuss uh, uh, fashion with Fusion Sports. Excellent. I love fashion. I love sports. You know what? Let's kick it. Let's talk about it. Now, since we're going to just start it off with your segment, talk to us about your shoe of the week. What do what shoe do you think is important with the WNBA? And what shoe should be seen all the time? What shoe should the ladies be rocking on and off the court? Right now, there's going to be a ton of shoes right mm -hmm. now for the WNBA that you should be wearing on and off the court. The on-court shoes, I will have to say right now, that's getting the most traction that people are running after is the James Harden. Mm -hmm. It's the, the pink lemonades, yeah. the Harden volume four. Mm -hmm. It's kind of like the hot thing in the WNBA. Yeah. I'm really liking those. Yeah, those are hot. I love yeah. those too. I, I actually want them just to wear by my, I, yeah. I'm going to be them. honest. I want to go with the zebra print ones. That one. Oh no, yeah, those are those are killer too. I I think I would wear those with the matching uh, joggers that he have for mm -hmm. it, 
just to play on the court mm-hmm. and I'll be shooting everything off of one leg. <laughs> right? <laughs> like, you don't see these shoes, I got one. One thing I love, though, about um, James Harden's line mm-hmm. and with Adidas, I feel like it's very co-ed and he has no problem playing with the colors, with the with the different fabrics and the different styles. Like you said, the zebra ones, mm-hmm. the pink, and I feel like that's so universal and ladies love that. Like, you know what I mean? But James Harden is an innovator when it comes to style. Right. And especially this year, I find that he's going to be stepping up his style game a lot because mm-hmm. even though his he's now teammate Russell mm-hmm. Westbrook is going to be inside the locker room I think that's going to start a whole new style competition right so it's going to be fierce it's going yeah. it's going to be like the runways of Milan for literally yes, I mean and speaking about speaking about most fashionable with the NBA we got to talk about the ladies who are killing it in the WNBA Ooh, when it comes you. now on my list I have First, of course, Tamara Young from the Las Vegas Aces. Mm -hmm. She's killing it. I mean, I love her style. She's always wearing the different sets with the different prints and fabrications. And I like love that she's not she doesn't she's not afraid to play with color style. She's very she has an androgyny style so she can still have that feminine thing going but still have that very masculine style too, which I like. And to say to say bring her up, that's huge Mm because She has a team that's filled with very fashionable people. Yes. From, you know, uh, you have Asia Wilson, who's mm-hmm. always in style, who always yes. have the new sneakers, the, yes. latest, the latest trends, especially yes. since she signed with Nike. And then, of course, you know, you have Liz Cambay over there looking mm-hmm. great, as always. Always. But the person who stands out the most is, of course, Mary Young. Like you yes. said, her style is a style that can actually be mimicked by both women and men. Mm-hmm. I find it to be one of those cool styles that it's uh, it, it's not too feminine where you can't take a risk and say, hey, you know what, let me throw on the jeans jacket as mm-hmm. I did today. Right. Throw on some nice sneakers and look fashionable, mm-hmm. but also throw on a nice little printed shirt underneath. Right, yeah. Tamara Young, you're definitely at number one for most fashionable, in our opinion, when it comes to the WNBA. Game but, killer. Right. We also got to get into um, Lexi Brown, Erica Wheeler, and Simone Augustus. Those ladies, mm. mm-hmm. they, they don't play when it comes to dressing. And I brought, I brought these ladies on because for me, it's you know when you become, when you get into WNBA, you ha- you or um, when you become a professional athlete, you start to um, have more money, so you get to dress better within what you wear. Exactly. But also sometimes it's not just about the designer that you're wearing, but it's the style. These ladies have style. That's the thing that sets them apart. Because everyone's got on something that's new, that's hot, that's fresh. But how, who is really styling it differently? Who's really making their own? And who I think those ladies. Together? Right. Mm-hmm. That's what I get from. That's why I decided to bring um, these four ladies on because I just thought they have style. Lexi you know? Brown's style reminds me of her game. It's like it's it has everything. It's very eclectic. Mm-hmm. Everything's involved, but it all works together. I like that. And truthfully, it's kind of like her dad's dumb. Nobody's seen her. Right. (laughs) Right. Right. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, those will have to be our most fashionable of the 2019 season. And this is no um, direct to anyone because all the ladies have their own style and bring something new uh, when they're coming in for the games and just on their Instagrams and things like that. So that's really cool. So I'm excited to see what 2020 will bring and who's who's going to be taking home that most fashionable title. I would be awesome. That would definitely be awesome. <laughs> now, when, since this is a fashion um, segment, mm-hmm. we one thing that I really want to talk about is where are the curated WNBA shoe lines? That's 
That's a tough question. I wish I, could, I, wish I had an answer for you. I'm going to be honest. I'm 100% with you on this. You see a lot of the players right now that have people following them. You got you got uh, the EA Sports coming out with the 2K20. They mm-hmm. got the WNBA players there. Mm-hmm. So obviously these girls, these boys, these kids are looking up to them. Mm-hmm. And just like you did in every commercial when I was younger, mm-hmm. I wanted to wear Jordans because I felt like if I wore Jordans, I would fly like Michael Jordan. Mm-hmm. Now, don't get me wrong. Elena Deladon, she got her shoe out there mm-hmm. and is killing it, especially since it has that fly strap on there. Mm-hmm. And I think that is really awesome, especially for the disabled kids, mm-hmm. that they're able to wear those as well. Right. And you have uh, Sue Bird collaborating, getting sneakers out there through Nike, and she collaborates with a few. But... Like you said, this it's not like it's not like everywhere you go you're gonna find a CP3, Candace Parker shoe. Mm-hmm. It's not like every on every shelf you could find a Simone Augustus or right. Alexi Brown to mm-hmm. you know saying to say man, there goes a style of a shoe that I would be looking for. Right. I would love to see Nike really go out there and collaborate with somebody like a Tamara Young, right? You know, or somebody with a great fashion sense like that. Imagine, no, honestly, like just just to think if Tamara Young got to deal with Nike. Honestly, I see Tamara Young with like a an Adidas, just with her style and how she just mixes and matches with colors and prints. And Adidas is is not all Adidas to me. It's not just you know how Nike's more a little bit more constructed within their athletic shoe, but with Adidas, they kind of they change the game. They change the they, game. They're innovative. They're, they're willing to take a risk. They have fun. They have yes. fun with it, and that's what Tamara Young. Like when you look at the Yeezys, you exactly. can see that they're willing to take a risk. Exactly. <laughs> right. Literally. So I would love to see more women with these curated shoe lines. So Adidas, if you are listening and you do come out with the Tamara Young one, we're going to need two pairs. Yes. One for her, one for me. And actually a pair for all the ladies of the best of your, the girls. For Thank the you. That yes. would be amazing. Yes. We need that. <laughs> yes. Like I said, re- representation is important. These young girls are out here wishing they had a Tamir Young, or even they had more for from Elena. Like you yeah. know what I mean? Like exactly. let's get more. Let's get a series. Kyrie, LeBron, James, mm-hmm. they all get different uh, styles and collections. Like mm-hmm. Kyrie's got the SpongeBob. Let's do that for the ladies. Let's have the ladies have something um, that they're proud of that they have created, and they don't have to just. Um, curate their own from a LeBron shoe or a Kyrie shoe. Let them have their own and let the ladies speak for themselves. I would love to honestly own a shoe like uh, like a Diana Taurasi. Because mm. I know if I put on Kobe's, I go out there, I have that mama mentality. Right. I'm killing everybody. Exactly. Imagine if I could put on some Diana Taurasi's. Killer. Imagine how I would them. act. Right. I would be slaying everybody. <laughs> right, literally. They, they would have to have police escorts to bring when they bring people up because they'd be like, "This is absolutely insane. This is illegal. What she's doing." <laughs> I'm just saying. The power of the shoe. Don't there underestimate the shoe and who's designing it and who's creating it. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now we also need to talk more more into it. Cheryl Swoops was the first in 1995 to get a Nike shoe deal. Yes. Yeah. So that was more than 20 years ago. But why have we only seen about? I can maybe list at the top of my head two ladies in the WNBA who have had shoe deals. I, Candace Parker and Alina Deladon. Those I two come to my mind. I can't tell you why. 
And even though last two years ago they re-released it, mm-hmm. it Cheryl Swoops and mm-hmm. she is she actually came down here during the time that they were gonna re-release it. She came here to uh, meet with the GY, mm-hmm. uh, the GYBL. This is the girls' youth basketball league, and I got a chance to meet her. And to be honest with you, you see the greatness in her, so you can see what Nike saw. You can see that they saw something in her that was absolutely amazing, and they said we need to capture it, but. I know that there are so many players out there that have that spark, that have that, that have that charisma, that could that could lend something to the game that I feel we need. Yeah. You know, we it's the sneaker industry. I feel is missing out when you don't have uh, a primary female representation because there's a whole side. Because think about it. If you had if you had more female representations, that little girl that wrote that letter to uh Steph Curry, to Steph Curry mm-hmm. she wouldn't have had no reason to. Right. Even yeah, he could make all the lines he wants for all the boys he wants, but if she had a representation that she could look at and say, Okay, well, if you're gonna buy the Currys, I'ma buy the Tarasis or I'ma buy the Maya Moores. Mm-hmm. If she had that and look, Maya Moore is actually signed to Jordan. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen Jordan Maya Moore's it's, these are the things that bothers me. Yeah. I, ha- I have daughters. I want them to be able to find somebody to look up to. And some of these players, they're great. I look up to them. Right. I want to be able to represent. I want to be able to have the jersey with the matching shoes. Right. So yeah. that's for to, to all the brands, the Nikes, to Under Armors. Allow this to be an eye-opening topic for you and realize that these young ladies who are – Anyway, just it's just a, it's just a revenue in general. No matter if you're a guy, a girl, or a young girl, or an older lady, everybody just wants to be able to support these women. They have a voice, they have a platform, they have something to bring to your brand, despite having to just be the face of it. Let them be in the back burner of it. You bring up a great point, Az, about they having a voice and having a brand. And as a matter of fact, Nike actually saw your vision as well. They came out with the uninterrupted uh, Air Force Ones. And Sue Bird wanted to give it to her teammate, Alicia Clark. Mm-hmm. So she gifted her those uh, Air Force Ones that are uninterrupted. And those are really hot because you can actually put in your own message. It comes with its own markers. Throw in your own message. It says, I'm more than a, and whatever you are, whether it's an athlete, a father, parent, brother, sister, it doesn't matter. You can be more. And they're now giving you your own platform to do so. Yeah. So kudos to Nike. Yeah. I'll give them that. We just we want to see more of the curated shoe designs. I but want a super one. for that. Right. Come out with the super ones. That's what she's trying to say. Right. She said, thank you for the uninterrupted Air Force ones, but she wants the super Yeah, I do. Sorry. It's what it is. <laughs> now, you'll be staying with us for a little bit longer. We're just going to take a quick break. Make sure you guys stay tuned. I'll still have Coach Drew with us. I'm going to stick around. Yes. Perfect. Welcome back to Fusion Sports. If you're just now tuning in, you may know who this guy is from ball court, Coach Drew. How's it going? It's going well. How you doing, AZ? Doing great. Doing great. Now, before the break, we were talking about fashion and what we want to see from the WNBA, more collaborations with brands and things of that nature. Um, So make sure you guys tune into that and watch that. Now, we also want to talk about 2019 contracts with the WNBA. This is a really touchy subject just because of equal pay and um, 
the amount of money that is involved with the WNBA and the amount of money that is not involved with the WNBA. Mm-hmm. What are your thoughts on that? I think right now, I, I see where a lot of people are saying about uh, with the WNBA, it doesn't generate the same kind of revenue that the NBA does. But my the reason I have a, a dispute with it is not about the amount of money that is generated. It's about the actual the share that's actually be, being given. Mm-hmm. Now, the NBA and WNBA, they're all one company. Right. Now, you have a lion's share of the NBA going towards uh, the players. Mm-hmm. They worked out a great contract with their CBA. They're eating off of this. So mm-hmm. when you see them on television, they make money off of that. Mm-hmm. So when LeBron doesn't play on a game because mm-hmm. he's sitting the night out, he still, he still made a paycheck. Right. Now, and a reasonable one at that. Now, the actual profit sharing that's going on in the WNBA is drastically lower. I believe they're taking in 30%. Hmm. So even with that said, you have an entire, an entire organization where their payroll is under $12 million. Mm-hmm. Under $12 million. That's, and that's everyone included. That's everyone. Wow. Now, let's, let's, <laughs> let's put that in perspective. Orlando picked up Markel Fultz's contract. Mm-hmm. For his his rookie year extension, so that's going to have fourth year contract. They have that's twelve point three million, mm-hmm. and he's only played thirty three games in two seasons. He can't need his his so called shoulder injury is stopping him from making a shot, and he's getting paid more than the entire WNBA. That speaks volumes. That is that's yeah. utterly ridiculous. It's ridiculous. So if you have a product. And you're getting, you're getting just as good a product in the WNBA that you're getting with the NBA. Because if you haven't been watching the playoffs, you cannot tell me that's not a good product. Mm-hmm. You know, just, just the Chicago Sky and Aces game alone, should, you, you could clearly put that on pay-per-view. And people, I would have paid to watch it. I would have paid for forty nine ninety five. I would have paid more than that to watch a Tyson fight. That was, I feel like, and to me, in my opinion, the WNBA, their games are more... Exciting. Exciting, no matter if it's the finals. Of course, everybody is tuned in into the finals, but you have 80-plus games with the NBA. Nobody's really watching all those games. They're waiting until the end. They're waiting until what's the important matchups. If it's Gold State and mm-hmm. LeBron playing, they're going to be watching those games. But no, WNBA has viewers tuned in every single game. The energy, the athleticism is unmatched. You can't beat it. And it's just going to show the importance of having the amount of money that they need because they're bringing it in. The entertainment's there. The money's there. there. And if you're a basketball purist, this is what you want. You cannot sit around and complain about super teams and there's no parity in the NBA and then turn around and say, oh, the WNBA, everybody's matched up evenly. Well, isn't that what you want? Right. Do you not want the super teams? Don't you want it where at any given night that basketball is being played, anything can happen? Right. Three weeks ago on my show, I was saying that the finals was definitely going to be the Sparks versus Aces. I, I called it. Mm-hmm. Neither one of them is there. No, neither. And neither one of them is there. And right. it's not like they were not there barely. It was in convincing fashion. Right. One got beat by a team of role players. This doesn't happen in the NBA. This is parody at its finest. This is this is like the highlight of the NBA. This was back when this is this is the nineties. This is Knicks versus the Bulls. This is 
this is, this is what you want from basketball. Yeah. So to say I'm willing to pay for a product that is clearly not what I'm asking for, but I don't want to pay for the product that I really want. It, that's 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 crazy. That is that is foolish beyond belief. You know I just, what I get from this though? Mm-hmm. I start to think about when you said when we get they've got a twelve million dollar budget when it comes to the WNBA and that's maybe your average maybe your average in the NBA if you're like yeah. second year, third year, fourth year in the NBA, that's like an average, right? Yeah. To me it's disrespectful not only to these women who've been playing for most of, for many years, have had titles and have proven to be killer when it comes to being on the mm-hmm. court. It's just disrespectful to pay them. To me, it feels like they're like, we're giving you the WNBA, so you're going to get pay what you want. You're playing the game. That's it. That's not fair. That's not how it should work. They're bringing in the money. They're bringing in the revenue. Why are they not getting – why are the wages still so low? It's not fair. It's why not right. Other countries, why do other countries have to pay our athletes to support our athletes to play a game for our pleasure? Right. Because truthfully, you got to think about it. If they weren't being subsidized outside of the country, how many of them still would be playing this game here in the WNBA? So it, it, the WNBA is pretty much running like a Walmart type situation. Yeah. They're having somebody else subsidize their employees. I don't know. I don't know. And th- that kind of goes more into Brittany Griner. Right now, mm-hmm. she will be a free agent after the season. And she has expressed that she wants to stay with Phoenix. But she's also said that she wants to be out as well when go overseas. And to be honest, I don't blame her. I feel like play, the WNBA players are here because it's been their dream. And they, they're wanting to fight for something more than just playing basketball. They see the, the direct impact of the WNBA has on younger girls and just people who love the game of basketball in general. Being in the WNBA is more than a privilege. We won't, get, we won't say that it's not. But also understanding your worth and realizing I'm more than this. I should be getting paid what I deserve. The WNBA players deserve more than what they're getting. Twelve million dollars, I feel like, is a complete disrespectful that's, that's an blow in the face. Yeah, is the the reason I consider it an insult, hands down. I obviously you can see that the entertainment value is there. Mm-hmm. NBA players regularly, you can find them on the sidelines of these WNBA games. Mm-hmm. They're not there, and they're involved. If people tell me that, oh well, it's not like the you know the women are as athletic as the men. Now the women are dunking. Mm-hmm. Shaq's thirteen year old daughter's grabbing rim. I I have a thirteen year old that I'm working with that's grabbing rim, and you so you got girls on the internet. Left and right, Duncan. This is this is not no longer is not about lack of athleticism or lack of a better product or even lack of a, lack of great basketball. Hands down, they gotta they gotta make this even. They gotta make it fair. And quick, what do you think the WNBA brings that the NBA doesn't? Actually, as a coach and as a person who coaches young athletes, I prefer them watching the WNBA. It teaches you how to properly properly maintain the game, properly play the game. The the NBA shows you that if you have athleticism, if you could jump out the building, at least for your first eight years in the league, you're going to be good. Mm-hmm. And think about this. If you could jump out the building, you don't even have to have the greatest of skill. If you could dunk off of your first contract, your rookie contract, you're going to make more than a WNBA player will make over her entire time. And you will not have the level of skill as she does. Isn't that crazy? 
Yes, because these women are having, what, national titles. They are having Olympic gold medals. I mean, uh, averaging averaging at least 20 points a game. Do you know what I mean? Like, averaging at least 20 points. And for all those men that are listening, sitting at home, saying, oh, well, I could probably beat them. I used to be a high school champion. I used to be this and this and this. Please, go to YouTube, look up Lexi Brown, and right. look up what happened to the last dude who said that. Right. Got the business. Right. And he was, he was a college, former college player. So, your little high school pipe dreams, you know, four touchdowns in a single game at Polk High, Al Bundy, Self, you can sit down. <laughs> right. <laughs> we have to get out of that mindset of what a woman can do, I can do. No, you can't. You can, a woman can do only what she can do, and that's individually to herself and to her athleticism and what she believes she can do. So stop thinking just because Brittany Griner can do this that you can do it because you can't. <laughs> you can't. And, and speaking on that, if Brittany Griner leaves the WNBA, shame on you. Y'all let a gold mine walk away. Right. You let a gold mine walk away. And Russia isn't willing to take it because guess what? Their fans are just like the WNBA fans. They're dedicated. They're going to show up every game. Every game. It's... That's a good, yeah. And I wouldn't and I wouldn't blame her. And I feel like if Brittany Griner decided to leave, it would just continue to... It would open the door. Open the door. People would start, start leaving. Like, why am I here? Yes, I want to be here to have a platform and to make a difference. But really, why am I here? Everybody wants that dream of being able to play in front of friends and family. But not at the risk of their livelihood. Right. And knowing your worth. And yeah. I feel like women, one thing women are, we are key to knowing our worth and I'm going to get what I'm going to get because I know what I can do and what I have. I'm not going to, especially now in, in this in this era where no one is settling anymore, feeling like they have to stay here or stick to societal rules when it comes to sports or when it comes to jobs or, or money. And not even when it comes to their family being able to see them. Now right. that the, now that we're in the internet age and it's a streaming platform, exactly. They gladly, if the check is right, they will not only have their family stream it; they will fly them well, out no. there to watch it. Right. But the money so, they'll be getting, it would be no problem with getting them out there. But but <laughs> guess what? That arena in Phoenix is going to be real empty, real empty. In Russia, it'll be packed though. And that owner for that Russian team, he's going to be sitting there. Uh huh. Yeah, keep mistreating them. Bring us that, bring some more over. Diana Taurasi was over in Russia too. Matter of fact, she played on the same team as Brittany Griner. Look at that. I don't know, maybe we just started a bidding war for oh, uh, Brittany Griner. Oh. <laughs> yeah, get me in there as their manager. Right. Now that now that we kinda I'm got more like into it, WNBA players um are looking to have more of an impact within pop culture. Um, also, one thing that's really important, Tasha Cloud from Washington, the Washington Mystics, has just decided to be a speaker for gun reform. That is positive. Right. That is positive. Use that platform. That's what, that's what it's about, you know? You want to, the fact that, you know, a lot of kids are going to now emulate them with the, you know, and plus you got the 2K20 coming out. Pop culture, they got to have to break into pop culture. They're going to be a reference in pop culture. You know, you see how many references come out in uh, in rap music when they talk about uh, different games. Like there was live like '96, you mm-hmm. know, and mm-hmm. all of those and all of those references. Eventually, those girls are now going to be falling into those rap lyrics. They're going to be falling into the pop culture. Mm-hmm. And what happens, especially to those no name players that are sitting hiding on a team, like when the like in 2K19 that you saw in those really corny teams. 
Now we're going to get to know all the players of the WNBA. You're going to get to know what they can do and what they can't do. And you're going to really fall in love with them. And there's going to be some special ones. I'm going to just let you know. If you're going to use Courtney Williams, you're not allowed to play on my PlayStation. But that's, not, that's neither here nor there. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Yeah. That, I feel like, is so important is to getting them in mainstream media. Because I feel like if we get them more into pop culture, we get them more into mainstream media, that kind of will help. Um, enlighten the conversation about their wages and how much money the WNBA really is bringing in, you know, I feel like that would be a great starting point, a great tool. We need to get them more into, not only into sports magazines, let's get them into L's, let's get them into Essence, let's get them, you know what I mean? We, there's, there's 12 months in a year, 12 issues a year from all these different publications. We love to see the great ladies who are doing their thing, but let's get some more ladies who are in sports with these issues other than Serena Williams. We love to see her. But we know her story. There are multiple women who have had a struggle just like she has become this phenomenon that needs to have the story told and needs to be on the cover uh, on, on TV shows, on Netflix shows. You know, we need we don't even have a show that follows female uh, sports teams just like what we have on Netflix. That's true. That's you know true. what also, I mean? Why is there not one show? There's why not even there a show like LeBron's shop for females? Exactly. They can just sit around and talk and discuss and discuss these issues and the reason and it's not I, i'm more than positive it's probably been proposed to the different networks but the networks probably don't see it as a value see the value of that movement that they had when they were everybody was leaning in mm-hmm. the value was that we now have to spotlight the things that these women are doing mm-hmm. and it is it's a job not just of these women it's a job of uh, these men too we got to stop. We got to take a look in the mirror and say, hey, it's not just about our ego. Mm-mm. There's things that needs to be done, and these are the people who are going to be able to move it forward, you know? Yes, women are trailblazers. So we, I know as we continue to fight, we continue to have this conversation. Women continue in sports, continue to break records and to show what they have done, like kind of we stated earlier, earlier in the show yes. about Allison Felix and about her um, – Beating Usain Bolt with 12 gold medals in world championship. That's big. That As a mother. Big. ten She just had her baby 10 months ago and got this title. That's excellent. But it has been a pleasure. Right. I have to run because I got to actually go set up in the other studio for my show. Yeah, well, you have to go, but I know you'll be back because there's <laughs> yes, always so many more um, things going on with us here at Fusion. So thank you so much for coming. It's been an absolute pleasure. And please... I will definitely be coming back to Fusion because there's more sneakers I got to talk about. Right. There's always sneakers to talk about. (laughs) All right. We'll be right back after this. Thank you guys uh, formally again for watching our show today. It was absolutely amazing. And this is what Fusion is about. It's about starting conversations and stirring the pot when it comes to women's sports and media and just throughout society. We always want to make sure that these women are being um, honored and celebrated for the hard work that they do um, on and off the court. Now, for the final fix with Fusion Sports, I have to bring in for the queen of this week and the queen of the WNBA, and that definitely has to go to Elena Deladon. She has been uh, uh, on, I guess you could consider her co-host as much as we've been talking about her today. Uh, she is absolutely amazing. Not only has she been MVP, not only does she been a, she is a global ambassador for Special Olympics, not only does she have her own children's book, not only is she still in the WNBA Finals, 
she's just killing it all around. And we are going to reign her as Fusion Sports queen on and off the court. So thank you so much for all you have done, Elena. You continue to uh, shock us all. You continue to inspire us all and continue, allow us to continue to be our best selves. I want to thank you guys so much for tuning in, and I can't wait to see you guys next week with Fusion Sports. This is a CWN Sports Network presentation.